There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the real I've been dreaming about what's on the TV, and I hope you'll call and tell us, 651-641-1071. What you watching? That's what we're about to find out here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Hi, it's the second hour. It's about four minutes after one o'clock, Thursday, August 4th. Cat Video Festival tonight. Meow, meow. Hope you're going to come see us. We're going to have a great night. See us at CHS Field. And uh, But right now, let's find out what you watching. How about TV? Seen anything good recently? What are some of your favorite TV shows? Any favorite shows? No, what are you watching? 651-641-1071. Holly and I would like to hear. And uh, Holly, I don't know about you, but I, we actually, I don't want to say we finished Only Murders in the Building, but we're caught up. And it comes out every, I think the... I don't know if it's the season finale next week or the week after, but we're getting close to the season finale of season two, which means uh, Jamie and I need a TV show to sit down and watch. Oh, yeah. You need a new story. We need a a story to watch together. Yeah. Because we watch our own stories. Anyway, 651-641-1071. What you watch and let us know. Uh, You can always email us and drop us a note on the Twitters at Bradley Trainer at Holly D. Roberts. Holly. Bradley. Uh, Have you guys been watching anything lately? Uh, yeah, uh, me and my dude have been watching a couple of shows. <laughs> me, and my dude. me and my dude. Uh, one of the shows that we've been watching on the regular is a new show that's over on HBO Max and it's called The Rehearsal. Oh, okay. You did tell me a little bit about this. I'm kind of still, it's still a little vague in my head. Explain to me what The Rehearsal is on HBO Max. Well, The Rehearsal is a show from comedian Nathan Fielder. This is liter. this is his brainchild. And he did a show before called Nathan for You. You might be familiar with it. He's also an executive producer on one of my favorite shows that's also on HBO. It's called How To with John Wilson. Anyway, so this show is called The Rehearsal. And this is a show where Nathan Fielder takes real people and he puts them into rehearsal scenarios so that these people can rehearse how they're going to behave in real life in order to make tough choices have tough conversations for example bradley he recreates a scenario for a guy who has to have a difficult confrontation with his friend and he's not sure how his friend is going to receive some information he's been withholding from her oh i kind of like this this is like yeah this is great okay well and it gets really meta it gets really weird in as much as in that first episode nathan fielder builds a complete replica of the bar where the the conversation is going to be happening with the friend on a soundstage oh in New York City. God. Oh, my God. So, they, so he can have legit 
the very same experience. Well, but like, yes. what about the person that he's supposed to be having the conversation with? Well, they hire an actor. God. And then that actor secretly met with the person that he's going to have the conversation with to study her behavior. Does she, she has no clue. And she has no clue. Oh, creepy. Yeah, it, it gets weird, Bradley. Now, your reaction is the reaction that a lot of folks have had on the internet. They're trying to decide whether or not this show is exploitative or whether it's weird and meta. Now, I lie on the line that it's more weird and meta in as much as these people have agreed to participate in this show. So if they really had an issue with it, they could have not signed the release and they could have just been like, okay, I'm not going to be doing this. This is a little too much. But it is a fascinating study on human behavior. It gets weird. It will make you really uncomfortable. So if you get secondhand embarrassment, I don't recommend the rehearsal. But if you want some weird TV to watch, go watch it. Well, uh, Jess uh, sent us an email and she agrees. She said, absolutely agree on the rehearsal. Watch and watch Nathan for you and how to with... How to with John Wilson, which I know you also watched. Holly. Oh well, that's a fabulous show. That's so, another HBO Max. Yeah, Nathan Fielder executive produces How to with John Wilson, and it's every episode is a meditation on life using found footage. You never know where that narrative is going to go with John Wilson. He's just a guy who lives in New York City. It, it is a really fascinating journey. Those are uh, half hour episodes, and highly recommend that show. There's two seasons. If you're just joining us, we're talking about what you guys are watching. Watching six five one six four one one zero. Panda on Twitter also said uh, she's watching Blackbird on Apple TV Plus based on a true story and so well done. She says, Julia got me hooked on it this week too. Blackbird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that? I have not. I have a subscription to Apple TV Plus, Bradley, <laughs> but I forget that I have that. I, I just never go to I it. I will tell you. So I, I just, I love Apple TV Plus, but it, it, you know, it's going to have a few things. It's not going to have like tons of content. So you will forget to go there unless there's something specifically you're headed there for. I just finished uh, the foundation series, which um, was, if you're a science fiction lover, it's just a, it's a great production of Isaac Asimov's uh, the foundation series. Anyway, that was on Apple TV plus as well. And like I said, Jamie and I have been obsessed with like most people or a lot of people only murders in the building. And it's just, it's so in the world we live in right now, it's so nice to have a show that for 30 minutes will make you laugh, even if it's dark and weird and strange. And also it's not, it's not afraid to be a little strange and leave people going, oh, I don't know what that's all about, but you just kind of appreciate for what it is. Yeah. And what tremendous talent only murders in the building has Steve Martin, Martin oh Short, Selena Gomez. And Selena Gomez, who knew? I didn't. I know a lot of other people did. I just didn't. And I appreciate her on a level that I hadn't before. Let's go to Tracy. Tracy called with a suggestion about what she's watching. Hey, Tracy, what you watching? So I've been waiting for days for you guys to do this segment. Oh, Tell good. Um, it is called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. What is this about? It is on Netflix. I think it's like six-ish episodes. So years ago, this guy started a website called Are You Still Up or Are You Still Awake? Okay. And it's basically revenge porn. Oh. You could email pictures or videos to this guy, and he would upload them to his site, and it turns out that there were minors, um, there were hacking, and then some guy that was in the military doing, like, tech ops, like, Internet stuff. Oh, my God. He decided he was taking this guy down. Oh. It's so good. 
it's so unbelievable that it's like these girls were emailing pictures to themselves and never to anybody else, and these pictures somehow ended up on the Internet. So a mom decided she was going to start reaching out to these girls, and she found 40 girls that were all hacked. Oh, it was fascinating. so interesting. It was so crazy, and it's like you can't trust anybody. But, yeah, yeah no, Netflix, that's for most sure. hated man on the Internet. Okay, so that's Netflix now. Is it like a multi-part series, or is it like a one-off? Yeah. Nope, it's like six, seven episodes. Okay, so but you're it, you're gonna get something more than just like a quick sit down. You're gonna get involved, and you're gonna have feelings. I imagine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're gonna hate this man. You're gonna cry for these girls. You're gonna feel empathy with the mom. Well, and good. a lot of these girls would have kids, and this guy would link like their social media profiles to their naked pictures. Oh God. Well, it sounds and like it's aptly named. You could see, like, kids' pictures, and Oof. they're like, take them down. And he's like, LOL, nope. And he was just such a jackhole <laughs> that you want to hate him and you want to murder him. Well, Tracy, you sold Woo! it. So if we meet a little dark uh, wander down the Internet, thank you so much for calling and sharing. That was uh, The Most Hated Man on the Internet on Netflix. Oh, my goodness. Well, in another direction... Uh, we did get a recommendation of a show that might not be so dark. The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. Comfort TV. Uh, oh, I have heard about The Lincoln yeah, Lawyer. A, Dev- a David E. Kelly experience. So okay. if you like David E. Kelly programming, that has been a recommendation. But of course, I also just wanted to say uh, before we head out that we started last night The Bear. Because everybody's talking. Everybody's talking about The Bear. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had to take anxiety medication at the end of the first episode. It's only 30 minutes, which I will say is I'm grateful for that. It was so high paced drama, anxiety uh, producing. I Knowing my partner, we will finish this series because once he starts, he rarely stops a show, even if he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, it was a lot. To come from Only Murders in the Building, where we sit down and go, ha ha, that's funny, to like, oh God, oh God, what's going on? Stress. Yeah, The Bear is about the restaurant industry in Chicago. Yeah. And it's very high stress, very high paced. I watched the first episode of that, Bradley, and I don't think I'm going back. I have worked in restaurants in my life, and... I respect those who do. It was a little too stressful for me, so I agree with you there. Understandable. Well, thanks. Keep the uh, recommendations coming, you guys, on Twitter and email. But when we come back, we are going to switch to Adele. Adele has purchased a new home, which we knew, the old sliced alone house. Um, But we now know she actually got a mortgage for the house. What does that mean, and why do we care? Trust me, you're going to care. It's a fascinating story. We'll talk about it when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Another set. Oh, rich people in their rich lives with their rich homes and their fancy cars. You could be bitter, or you could just indulge it and pretend it's like, you know, it's the world we live in. Well, at least for a few moments, we're gonna. Right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Let's uh, indulge the finer po- points of life with the little quarantine lifestyles, the rich and famous. Sprawling living rooms. Dream kitchens, perfectly placed props like acoustic guitars, and books they'll never ever read. This is Quarantine Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Sitting in my hot tub. Mm, That's filled with champagne. Drinking a uh, Coronation Instant Breakfast. Ooh, you're going to love it in an instant. Coronation? (laughs) Carnation. 
God, it's been so hey, long man, since that I've was been fancy. A luxury of 1992 <laughs> par excellence. Oh, well, where are we going, Bradley? Uh, yeah, actually, I've moved on to the Carnation Instant Breakfast Bars. That's the new. That's where it's at now. Those mm. breakfast bars. Solid um, food. We do this segment. Well, we did it during the quarantine period of our lives because, well, we just wanted to live through the, you know, live vicariously through the lives of uh, fabulously wealthy people. And celebrities, but we are still doing it because, well, celebrities are still living the lives we wish we had or think we wish we had. And in this case today, we're talking about Adele. Now, if I told you Adele bought Sylvester Stallone's old home, you might go, oh, that's interesting. Or you might go, yeah, I know. I know that. We already talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, in fact, it was back in May that Adele confirmed that she and her boyfriend, Rich Paul, had moved in together, and they did so on the lawn of her new home. Now, this home itself I could tell you about and remind you about, and we'll do that for a little bit. But the story today is courtesy of the Daily Mail. She got a mortgage for this house. What? I know. I think you're supposed to feel... Am I supposed to feel shocked about that? I think so, because you're like, she's rich. They they just pay cash for everything. Oh, honey. Uh, Oh, honey. Exclusive. (laughs) No wonder Adele needs to make her Vegas gig work. Singer's taken out a huge $38 million mortgage on a new $58 million home that she'll share with Rich Paul. Look, she put down $20 million. Anyway... That's going to saddle her, Holly, with a mortgage payment of $200,000 and more. Oh, my goodness. But then the Daily Mail also adding she'll be earning a million dollars a night doing her Caesars Palace residency. I will say, so the story, the reason that we're talking about is because they got their hands on the mortgage, which, how did that happen? What fool was like, I know I'm going to make some money off Adele's mortgage. It was Jan in the escrow office. Yes, literally at the title company. (laughs) Jan's like, I am never going to get ahead in this business and I'll show them. And she sure did. And she probably did make a pretty penny. Probably not quite as much as Adele's house house is worth. No. But in the process, they did get their uh, hands on the uh, mortgage. And if you want to like see all the details, go for it. I don't really care about any of that. Yeah. But I did have the question, Holly, because you know I'm not fabulously wealthy. Although Midday Radio, you know, that's where it's at. What? In terms of fabulous wealth. Yes. Um, I was curious because I don't know how these things work, despite what you may think. Why would, why would Adele get a mortgage? Because wouldn't she? I mean, she's got lots of money. Why would she get a mortgage? And I had no idea why she would do this. So I read the story. Oh, well, thank you. And then I learned something. Great. What did you learn? Well, the fabulously wealthy don't do things like you and I do. Well, clearly Adele took out a mortgage. People take out mortgages all the time. I know you think that's normal. Yeah. It's not normal for $38 million mortgage, right? right. Um, Well, apparently there's some genius. I'm sorry. I'm very sore today. Uh, There's some genius. I've been stretching out in the studio, dear listeners. If you've heard me make weird noises, um, Uh, there is a benefit to taking out a mortgage on some of that uh, ridiculously uh, expensive home because let me explain to you, Holly, how it was explained to me by a celebrity wealth expert that spoke to the Daily Mail. Wonderful inside scoop. You might think, says Robert Pellerini, that if you had so much money, why would you need a loan? It usually comes down to one reason. Typically, the investor feels that what they're paying on the mortgage is less than what they can do with that money 
by investing it. So I imagine to me that sounds like, you know, like I'm better holding on to this money instead of dumping it over to buy this house, keeping it, paying it out little by little because that money I'm holding on to, I can make more interest off of than the value well, you're still going to get your value in your home, right? Because you're yeah. eventually going to yeah. pay it off. She's building equity right now. She's building equity yeah. like we all are in our mm-hmm. homes. But um, so essentially, it's just another game that like super rich people play. And really, that's not even a super rich thing. That's just kind of a rich thing. Like you don't have yeah. to be like ridiculously wealthy to understand how that works. Sounds like Adele is diversifying her financial portfolio. Oh, and she's yes. doing it with a $58 million mansion in Beverly Park, Los Angeles, which is where we probably wouldn't even be allowed to go into because I can imagine their security and things and whatnot and have you. Yeah, I would like to know. I, I do. I will say if, if again, if we're talking about Adele, uh, buying this old home it's not an old home by the way it's a fabulous home but it's uh sly stallone's old home um you can like if you want to see the details of like who uh like co-signed on the loan and all that kind of business go for it um but what i was going to say is i just find the whole idea of like celebrity wealth to be fascinating and i bet that there is so much we don't even realize and i bet we would despise celebrities and the super rich if we even knew half of what they're able to do with their untold millions. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to justify my envy, Holly. (laughs) There's a whole industry in Los Angeles around the world of folks who manage celebrities' massive amounts of wealth. Like, there are probably super rich people who got super rich managing the super rich. Yes. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. I didn't mean to take it all the way there. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm happy for Adele. She's got a mortgage. She's just like, you uh, know, the us. us. Well, maybe not. Um, I don't think. We're, well, we're like Adele in many other ways, Holly. Our sure. fabulous singing. Our okay. wonderful um, Cockney accents. <laughs> we look great in a black gown, right? Yeah, we gotta go. All right, we'll be right back. Oh, celebrities. You know, some days they're funny. Some days they're sad. Some days they're D-bags. Pretty much every day, which is a good thing, because we have a segment about it here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We're going to do it right now. It's called Lord and Lady. Douchebag. (laughs) Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Just a sensible celebrity douchebags. Bradley, who's your sensible celebrity douchebag today? Uh, how many times are you going to say that word? My D-bag is the <laughs> smartphone app that kills bacon. Wait a second. How does a phone kill bacon? Bacon's already dead. Well, they're killing the vibe around bacon. Oh. Let's be clear. So mm. I read this story. It's kind of sciencey. I didn't really read too much because I was like, this is dumb and I don't want this in my life because I love bacon. Scientists in Spain have created a system that includes, on this new smartphone app, by the way, that has like a color-changing film called Polysen that consumers can stick onto meat products. And then apparently... Um, what? I know. Okay, so hold on. I'm reading this. They... <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm, I'm saying I'm reading it to you. <laughs> it has like this this film in it and the film can detect nitrites. You've heard of these things. Yeah, they're not good for you. Yeah, they say like processed meats are going to kill us all. And that's like bacon and salami and all the good things in life, mm-hmm. right? 
Like, thanks, guys. Wow. Anyway, nice. so they've created a system uh, that has that color-changing film, and then through the app, it can alert you to whether or not there are cancer-causing chemicals in the processed meats you want to buy. That doesn't sound horrible. Yes, it does, <laughs> because it's going to make you not want to eat bacon. Uh, and there, are, uh, there's enough pressure on the world to not eat bacon. Well, then don't listen to the haters, Bradley. You know that you're going to be putting some nitrates in your bod when you're eating that smoky, processed, delicious meat. Yeah. Also, do you know what I learned the other day is that, you know how like people are like, oh, there's no nitrates in this food item. But then it says like there's like celery juice or something. Celery mm-hmm. nitrates, natural nitrates. In, in some meat products? Yeah. And apparently it's like the same thing. So it's, you know, I'm just saying eat the eat bacon. Eat you bacon. don't have to eat bacon all day. Be like my grandma, Bradley. Okay. She always said, do everything in moderation. I like that. You, you don't have to have bacon Was she every the first day. to say that? Uh, no, she was not. Oh, I was going to say, I, she probably made a lot of money if she was the first one to say that. Um, Get a trademark on Survey that. says, I don't think she did. <laughs> oh, she no, was a lovely human being. She <laughs> was absolutely right. I don't uh, even think yeah. you need to eat in it, like whatever moderate bacon eating. Yeah. Whatever works for you. But, like, just don't kill the vibe with the bacon all the time. Like, hot dogs, sure, buy. I don't need them. <laughs> sure. You know, like, uh, summer sausage, it'll make me sad, and it'll make me, you not know. Not the Hickory Farms, Bradley. Not I know. the I'm Hickory I'm not saying you have farms. to, but I'm saying if it was that versus bacon, buy, you know, ham oh, slices, yeah. buy, um, I don't know, uh, lunch meat of any kind. It's usually slimy after three days anyway. Buy. Well, we need to have a processed meat bracket. There's only one. Processed meat. Well, also, is bacon processed meat? I would think bacon is processed meat. Right. Well, now that's a good question. I I, I imagine the belly of the pig. Some bacon is processed. Some is not. Yeah. I'm just saying, don't destroy bacon. You can have the hot dogs. You can have the knockwurst. You can have the bratwurst. You You can can have have the B-O-L-O-G-N-A. You can have the Cato salami because nobody really likes that. You got to pick out those dumb peppercorn bits anyway no yeah and then they get stuck in your teeth and you're like i do occasionally like an olive loaf slice but just basically as like a fondness for the past i want to go to our friend schweiger oh you that's good with potato chips what do you dip it into it yeah i learned that from my partner my because i grew up if we were going to eat that at all it was on white bread with uh with uh onions Sliced onions on mm-hmm. white bread with some brown schwager. Oh. My partner calls it brown schwi- brown schwager, and he dips potato chips in it. <laughs> yeah, if really you don't want to be anywhere near that home. <laughs> that's a solo food experience. Is that something yeah, that's that like he vacation. eats when you're out of town? Yeah, like out of town food. <laughs> I eat the sardines. He eats the brown schwager. Everybody has their out of town food if they live with somebody else. Yeah, it's what's sardines. Your, what's yours? Sardines. Well, well, for my partner, I was going to say your partner most certainly is sardines. Oh yeah, you know when you know when I'm going out of town because he goes to the CVS and he gets his can of <laughs> almonds because they're on sale, <laughs> and then he goes and gets cans of sardines oh and God. also eats them in hot sauce. Oh, okay. Harry, Does he get the kind that are made in hot sauce, or he just puts it on himself? No, I think he puts it on himself because he's a fan of the Harry Singh's Caribbean barbecue hot sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is extra, extra really, spicy. Yeah, extra spicy. Lots of heat oh my in there. God. Talk about some. <laughs> talk about some exit uh, issues. Crack a window. Tear it out. so painful. Yeah, that's why I can't be in the Tri County area when that happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that is your, that is my away food for you. I, you, you know what I that. used? Mine also used to be whether it was sardines or smoked fish, 
chubs. Have you ever heard of smoked chubs? <laughs> Have I? <laughs> yes, but tell me more. <laughs> they call them something else, probably because it sounds offensive. Smoked chubs. But I grew up eating smoked chubs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, they call them something else. Maybe not whitefish or I think they're called lake lake herring, maybe. Anyway, they're like these smallish fish that you smoke whole. And um, it's real good. But literally, you sit down to a whole fish. You pop its head off. Pull the skin back, peel out the the skeleton, and then just go to town on the meat. Best smoked fish in Wisconsin. So yeah, it's, it's a, a very regional, Wisconsin, a thing. regional but, specialty. Yeah, you have your smoked chub with your booyah. With no, I don't. No, that's like a Minnesota. I think booyah is a Minnesota thing. But anyway, uh, you get some, che- you know, some cheese spread from Kakana and some crackers and some. Smoke chubs, man, that's if you, goodies. If you hovered this app over that snack, Bradley, <laughs> it would be like, you're dead. Your phone would melt. <laughs> Literally, you're dying. But oh. I, I love all of those things. So stop trying to kill me with the truth. Oh, how rude. <laughs> I just want to eat my lake herring. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right. Oh, okay. So that's my D-bag. Who's your D-bag? Balenciaga. Oh, the whole design uh, label company house thing? Yes, what? the luxury design firm Balenciaga is my D-bag of the day, Why? Bradley. Why would they do? Because they're selling something called a trash pouch. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I have one of those. It's called my stomach. <laughs> yeah, well, their version of a trash pa- uh, pouch, Bradley, is now available for the low, low price of $1,790. Now, when you say trash pouch... What do you mean? It looks like a literal trash pouch. No, this is here. this is a purse. Now I put an image up for you, Bradley. You can click. Oh my on god, it. <laughs> it's a hefty cinch sack. Yeah, they're trying. Like, to where's st- Tom Bosley? <laughs> Thank you. Where's that celebrity endorsement? Oh, he's, he's not around anymore. I know, I know. But Balenciaga—they are literally charging you seventeen, almost eighteen hundred dollars for a garbage bag purse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. And you know, people are buying that stuff along with them Gucci uh, invisible panties that you told us about earlier in the show. That Chrissy Teigen wore when she announced. Look at my invisible (laughs) panties. Yeah. Those are, that's actually not. (laughs) Don't say panties. (laughs) I hate that word so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Invisible undergarments. Thank you. That's less offensive, but not as offensive as this Balenciaga trash pouch that someone's trying to get me to spend almost eighteen hundred dollars on, to so that I can say that I'm fashion with a capital F. Yeah. Um. Something tells me they're doing some hot, some hot business. This with is that my trash capital pouch. F for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and it looks like you could do that in the bag and no one would be the wiser. Hey! <laughs> There's enough room for that and like a TV. I mean, it's huge. It looks like, I guess, what's interesting is it co- does come in a variety of colors. Great. Black, There's white blue. with a red handle. Yeah, I do like the white with the red handle because it's very glad. Yellow. <laughs> looks like a DHL delivery bag. Mm-hmm. This is just one of those things, Bradley, that designers like to do. Where it's also, did you read the the caption? I'm sorry, continue and all. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was going to say that this is one of those things that luxury designers like to do that they make saying th- something so ugly, yeah, and so ludicrous, but it's fashion that you would have to only be obscenely rich and able to be so, so 
tragic yeah. to spend this much money on something that is so ugly. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. It's like when I, every single time I go to see like modern art and I'm like, I'm trying real hard. I'm trying really hard. I'm trying very hard to understand there is literally a trash bag in the middle of the room with a bunch of hair around it. I don't, I don't, I'm trying. I really want so hard. I want to appreciate it. I just can't. I'm going to look at this, <laughs> this urinal and I'm going to make it into art. Um, I was looking at the caption though of your Balenciaga trash pouch that uh-huh. goes retails for about 1800 bucks. Uh, Get a closer look at Balenciaga's trash pouch. First seen on the Winter 22 runway, the bag is a large drawstring purse that takes inspiration from a disposable garbage sack. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like, Literal earnest. trash. It Literal trash. Literally is trash. Yeah. Okay. Now, apparently Kim Kardashian has been carrying around of this course. trash bag because she's Balenciaga's She got them muse. invisible panties, too, I bet. Probably. She's going to try to sell her you Wonder them. Wonder Woman panties. Wonder Woman. Like her jet? Yeah. How can you tell she's flying in it? I don't know. How can you tell she's wearing underwear? <laughs> That's true. Maybe I'll try that someday. <laughs> You're like, no, really, I'm wearing them. <laughs> hey, look at my um, invisible outfit. As long as you don't come to work in your invisible pants, we're good. Okay. <laughs> she's like, I'm wearing my new Gucci invisible pants. I'm fashion. Uh, HR? Anyone? <laughs> Okay, well, um, so I'm going to take that off your Christmas list uh, for this year, Holly. Thank you. And suggest uh, perhaps a uh, monthly subscription to the Smoked Chubs Clubs. Preferred. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, When we. Oh, look at this. You know, the world just seems like it's moving faster and faster day by day, right, Holly? I mean, it is just a modern on the go world. (sighs) Turns out. It is. The world is getting faster, and Holly's got all the science about it and what that actually means for our sad and pathetic lives when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Chubs. Unless it's today, which uh, it might not be for much longer because the day's going super fast and the time is just speeding around and everything. And you know why, Holly? <laughs> oh my gosh, Bradley. There is a reason why the earth is spinning faster than usual, and it's had its shortest day ever. Why? Because. Science! People are like, what are you guys doing? It's, there's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason we were talking like the micro machine guy. Thank you, Bradley. The reason we're talking so quickly is that, yes, science is confirming that the Earth is indeed spinning faster and recently recorded its shortest day ever. That was on June 29th, 2022, but a month and a half ago. That day, Bradley, okay, was 1.5 milliseconds less than the average day. 1.5 milliseconds. Yes. How does that happen exactly? And also, how does that? No, no, no. Like well, how fast is 1.5 milliseconds? That means 1.5 milliseconds is. Oh, I, God, you know you're going zero oh, you're zero trying to do one math. second. You're trying to do math. Yeah, but it's a, it's a brief amount. Now, you might be like 1.5 millis- milliseconds. Well, what's the big deal? So the normal length of a day is 24 hours. That would be 86,400 seconds. But according to scientists, the Earth's rotation has accelerated, shortening some days by milliseconds. Apparently, well, <laughs> since 2016, the Earth started to accelerate. How does that work? Like, is the hamster just running faster? Well, uh, scientists believe that the fluctuation could be caused by the Earth's tides. 
You know, okay. the water. So the water like making us move faster. Yeah, the water. Thanks for the water noises, by the well, way. Well, you know, tides. Woo! They're not spooky or <laughs> I was going to say, like, tides are Casper? Maybe. Casper, um, the friendly wave. <laughs> so uh, scientists who have done this study, this was conducted uh, by scientists uh, at places like Moscow State University. They recently published a study on all of this. Now, they're saying that every day is shorter, but if this trend continues... The Earth starting to accelerate its rotation because of the tides. Okay. Atomic time, which is the way the universal way time is measured on Earth, is atomic time. And that might have to change if the Earth keeps spinning faster and faster. So we're going to have to do like a fallback thing? Or yeah. What's going on? But we're not we're, even going to notice it because it's like half a second? No, we're going to have to do a negative leap second, maybe. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> so, we were just about to get rid of daylight savings or for stick to it or whatever. We are just going to... Stop doing all that. What? What? Why? Well, this is actual science, Bradley, not just the way that we measure time for business and human purposes. This is like the actual moving Earth. This is the actual moving Earth. Oh, God. The atomic clock scale is the universal way that time is measured on Earth. Okay. And scientists are proposing that, you know, we can't change the clock arrows, like you said, with daylight savings time. We can legislate that, but scientifically, we can't change that. We're going to have to adjust the atomic clock scale. I have a very well, important question. Yeah. Will this keep getting faster? And if so, will we fall off at any point? Well. Like, will we go so fast that gravity will not be able, it will just go. We're just going to be. Flinging <laughs> off the earth. You know, gravity is still in play here, Bradley. Okay. So I'm here to tell you that we don't have to fear being launched off of planet Earth. Or does do we perceive time differently at all? Like, does this, I, you know, I have so many questions. And I took a theoretical physics class once and I passed it, but I took it pass fail. <laughs> yeah, get that. So mm-hmm. that was uh, not necessarily an a indication of my understanding because mm-hmm. I mostly didn't understand. It hurts my head to think about physics. Yeah, it's tough. Now, Bradley, you're talking to a person who did their math credit in college by pass failing logic 101 in philosophy, taking their math oh, credit. Well, guess so, this. I'll do you one better. What? I did the natural history of the national parks and I watched PBS specials about Yellowstone. For your math credit? Well, for we had like a science and math obligation well you had to take two semesters of either math or science i took physics for poets and the natural history of the national parks which is why i'm on the radio (laughs) you win sir now uh scientists are saying that um this new leap second that we may have to take because the earth is spinning faster by a millisecond we had the shortest day ever in june uh if we have to introduce a leap second to make up for the difference, it would be risky and it might do more harm than good. Oh, weird. Like why? Like computers? Like Y2K? Yeah, like Y2K. Okay. You know, you thought you thought we were all going to go all hot and busted in the year 2000 on Y2K. But apparently uh, a positive leap second could cause a time jump resulting in IT oh programs crashing or even data being corrupted. Oh, God. And then they even said if you wanted to turn time back by adding a negative leap second, okay. that would even be worse. So we're going to just turn time backwards? I yeah. we couldn't do that. Well, You're you saying know, the clock, not yeah. actually go back in time. Yeah, the atomic clock that we measure time on on Earth. So turns out when Cher said, if I could turn back time, honey, if no! I could turn, the <laughs> scientists are like, well, you can, honey, but it's going to screw up your computer. Yeah, and you're going to share could very well 
disrupt the earth in a cataclysmic way. Wow, Cher was responsible for the apocalypse. And when it happens, she's just going to go, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) That's You're just going to hear a big low rumble. (laughs) Okay, so does this have any real-world implications whatsoever? I guess it does, because it's the real world. But like, we're probably not going to be a part of this conversation, but we'll definitely freak out about it. Yeah, we'll freak out about it when we actually suffer the consequences of this. uh, (sighs) But this paper, scientists... Well, don't worry, Bradley, because scientists are going to present this research at something that we are never going to get an invite to, which is the Asia Oceana Geosciences Society Conference for Geosciences. (sighs) You lost me about two syllables in. Um, (laughs) I have another question, which Uh is, how do they measure, like, how do they know the Earth is going faster? Is, like, surely there is, like, a clock, or not a clock, like a speedometer for the Earth, right? Like, somebody can tell how fast we're going, or... Is it just a calculation? It must be something complicated. It's math, Brad. <laughs> Bradley. Yeah, it's, it's math. It's, it's math. Uh, how to measure uh, according to an atomic clock scale? That right. is well. They are commercially available. I, I do know you can buy uh, atomic clocks because, in fact, I had one at one point that it was set or a clock that was set on atomic time. Yes. Now, a chip scale atomic clock, Bradley. I am going off of Wikipedia because this is going above and, because you know, we took like, we, took, <laughs> we took science pass fail in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they use techniques of microelectromechanical systems. So and they, hey now. <laughs> I mean, thanks, Hank. Uh, that means there's a lot of science involved in the way that they're measuring this, and a lot of math. Okay. Yeah. I just hope the mathy yeah. people. You know how like <laughs> you turn on the TV, or increasingly you look on social media, and you're like, oh my god, oh my god. It just it does give me a certain amount of comfort to know that there are some actual like scientists out there sciencing while the world is you know yelling at each other, mm-hmm. such that we're able to keep things moving and shaking. And luck, luckily, somebody's paying attention to the you know Earth's. Super spin rate or it's whatever. rotation. Yeah. Now, what we do know and what scientists say is that, yes, the world is spinning faster. It's not just an illusion. We had the shortest day ever a month and a half ago, and we got to figure out how to rearrange our atomic clock kitchen so that we don't cause the apocalypse. That is an audio representation of our capability to do just that, Holly. As humans, but also on this show. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we're going to get back to what we do best, not science. We're talking the Mall of America. There's a place for fun in your life. And it's the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show. We'll be right back.